in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry. Everything to God in Peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in. and temptation is there trouble anywhere we should never be discouraged take it to the Lord in So faithful, who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every Savior, still our refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Do thy friends despise, forsake thee? Take it to the Lord in prayer. And she thee, thou will find a solace there. Lead me, oh Lord, won't you lead me? I am tired and I need. Thy strength and power to guide me over my darkest hour. 
Lord, just always let me thy servant be. Lead me, O Lord, won't you lead me? Lead me, guide me along.
When I watch that old ship take my mama home I was standing on the bank and daddy crossed the river and left me all alone Now I'm standing on the bank just waiting for my ride to heaven golden shore And I'm trying I'm to get a glimpse of what's around the other side The other side Standing, standing by the river While I am gazing across the raging tide I was standing on the banks when I watched that old ship take my mama home. I was standing on the banks with daddy crossed the river and left me all alone. Now I'm standing on the banks just waiting for my ride to heaven's golden shore. And I'm trying to get a glimpse of what's over on the other side. The other side. Standing by the river. I'm gazing across the raging tide. I was standing on the banks when I watched that old ship take my mama home. I was standing on the banks with daddy cross the river left me all alone. Now I'm standing on the banks just waiting for my ride to heaven's golden shore. And I'm trying to get a glimpse of what's over on the other side. Other side. Standing by the river while I am gazing across the raging tide. Trying to get a glimpse of what's over on the other side. Trying to get a glimpse of what's over on the other. Trying to get a glimpse of what's over on the other. Trying to get a glimpse of what's over on the other. Trying to get a glimpse of what's over on the other side. I'm standing by the river, even while I am gazing across the raging tide. I am standing. I'm standing by the river, by the river, trying to get a glimpse of what's over on the other side, the other side. Standing, I'm standing by the river, even while I am gazing, I'm gazing, across the raging tide, I am standing, 
I'm standing by the river, by the river, trying to get a glimpse of what's over on the other, trying to get a glimpse of what's over on the other, trying to get a glimpse of what's over on the other. from the journey beaten from the struggle straining to see his hand at work in me in the middle of confusion doubts and delusions I wonder if God is even listening but when he speaks I know his voice when he speaks my soul does rejoice when he speaks my heart knows no fear hold the peace when he speaks struggled with answers in the sea of my troubles drowning in the waves of the ocean tide in my desperate situation present complication i look for a safe place to run and hide but when he speaks i know his voice when he speaks my soul does rejoice when he speaks my heart knows no fear all the peace when he speaks when he speaks i know when he speaks, my soul does rejoice. When he speaks, my heart knows no fear. All the peace when he speaks. Broken from the journey, beaten from my struggles, Straining to see his hand at work in me In the middle of confusion Doubts and delusions I wonder if God is even listening But when he speaks I know his voice When he speaks my soul does rejoice when he speaks my heart knows no fear all the peace when he speaks when he speaks i know his voice when he speaks my soul does rejoice when he speaks 
my heart knows no fear all the peace when he speaks a vessel of honor for God A vessel of honor for God Sanctified holy That I might be A vessel of honor for God A vessel of honor for God A vessel of honor for God Sanctified holy that I might be a vessel of honor for God for he is Lord he is Lord he has risen from the dead and he is Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Sing it with me. For He is Lord. Only He is Lord. He has risen from the dead and He is Lord. Someday every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Christ is Lord and for that I thank you Lord for saving my soul I thank you Lord for making me whole thank you, Lord, for giving to me thy great salvation so rich and free.
Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. To see you high and lifted up. Oh, shining in the light of your glory. Lord, pour out your power and love as we sing holy, holy, holy to see you high and lifted up. Oh, shining in the light of your glory. Lord, pour out your power and love as we sing holy, holy, holy. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you, to see you high and lifted up, Lord, shining in the light of your glory, Lord, pour out your power and love as we sing holy, 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 to see you high and lifted up. of your glory, yes, Lord, pour out your power and love as we sing holy, holy, holy. Sing it with us, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. I want to see I want to see you. 
need a message from you, Lord, to know you're still here with me. Lord, I'm trying with all my strength not to drown in this sea. While I'm facing this task, Lord, all that I ask, send a refuge for me. Lord, send me a refuge to hide from the storm and wrap me in your sweet love. Keep me safe from all harm. When the trials of this whole world send me down on my knees, won't you hear my prayer? Oh, Lord, send a refuge for me. Here alone in this darkness, not a light do I see. I need a message from you, Lord, to know you're still here with me. Lord, I'm trying with all my strength not to drown in While I'm facing this task, Lord, all that I ask, send a refuge for me. Lord, send me a refuge to hide from the storm and wrap me in your sweet love. Keep me safe from all harm. When the trials of this whole world send me down on my knees, won't you hear my prayer? Oh, Lord, send a refuge for me. To hide from the storm and wrap me in your sweet love. Keep me safe from all when the trials of this world sit me down on my knees. Won't you?
Good morning. I have a question for you this morning. How many of you remember the day that the sun stood still? That's a tongue twister there, isn't it? This morning, this day is going to stand still for some of you. I, uh, I'm glad to have some of my relatives here this morning. Uh, stand up back there, all four of you. I'm not going to ask you to testify, so don't start getting nervous. <laughs> That's my daughter, my son, my son-in-law, and my wife. You all know my wife. I couldn't do anything without her. She's, uh, she's my corrector. She keeps after me. Some of you came this morning because you were pushed and pulled and threatened and didn't want to come. But maybe by God's grace, we can say something this morning that will stir your heart. I uh, had a dream last night. I, I've, I've been concerned all week. I thought, Lord, I, I'm not, I, I don't feel the anointing over this scripture like I should. Uh, what's wrong? What's wrong? And uh, I kept battling with the devil back and forth. Carl, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, he's a... God's a very present help in time of trouble, and the devil's a very present antagonist. He never quits. He never lets up. But uh, when I finally went to sleep this morning early, I uh, had a dream. And I very seldom ever remember a dream, but it was a hawk. I was driving down the road in my car, and a hawk came down, and he hit this mouse. And he caught that mouse, and before his wings flapped, he had that mouse destroyed. And the scripture comes to mind that the devil, as a roaring lion, goes about seeking whom he may devour. We as Christians this morning need to be reminded that when the presence of God is not over us and his spirit is not there to protect us, we're like that mouse, one hit, and we're destroyed. And I'm sure sitting here this morning in every family, we could find those that have run up against an obstacle and they have been absolutely destroyed spiritually because they were not anchored enough in the Word of God or because they were out of church and did not have fellowship, did not have those others they could draw strength from. Paul tells us in 2 Peter, and uh, I'll read you a couple of verses of Scripture, uh, 2 Peter, first chapter. I, I love the book of Peter. I, I always, uh, uh, generally when I preach, I'm preaching on the precious promises of God out of the book. But it says, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith was us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and Jesus Christ, our Lord. According as his divine power that he had given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. I want to stop right there just for a second and say to you, whatever you need this morning, God has it available. It's just like Matthew said there, he can be your refuge this morning, but you have to ask. He will not force his will upon anybody. 
If you're not saved here this morning or you've backslidden this morning, uh, that's not any of my business. My business is to preach the gospel and you're to deal with God directly. You don't need to pay any attention to what I think of you or what anybody else thinks of you or what you think they think of you this morning. If you feel the, the, the tickling of the Holy Spirit upon your life this morning or the conviction of Christ upon you and His Holy Spirit and you want to go pray, interrupt me. That would be the greatest thing you could do to me this morning if somebody interrupt my preaching and get saved. That, that would really tear me up this morning, you know. All of heaven would rejoice and I could go home pouting, okay? So don't, it's not going to bother me, but if, if you don't know Jesus this, this morning, I don't want you to leave here without the knowledge of the love of God in your heart and without the blood of Jesus Christ covering your sins and knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt when you walk out this door that heaven will be your home. Amen. Now, Wanda's been on me, and I'll, I'll finish reading this in just a minute, and a friend of mine's been on me, so... If I repeat myself, will you tell me? Apparently, I've reached the age to where I've started repeating myself, and uh, I don't know it. You know, and, and I won't tell some of the stories on Wanda, but the fact of the matter is this morning, uh, I, I, I want to preach something this morning that's fresh, but it'll be the same old thing. Do you understand what I'm saying? It'll be the same old thing. I don't have anything to preach but Jesus Christ. I don't have any works that I can glory in. I don't have money in the bank that I can sit and tell you I'm a millionaire or a billionaire. I don't drive a big fancy car. My old pickup truck is 11 years old and I love that old truck. My Savior is eternal and He's eternity to eternity. He's an old, old story that has never been told. Every message that's ever been preached about Jesus Christ this morning, not a one of them has lost its freshness to before the throne of God, God Almighty still comes to attention when he hears the name of Jesus mentioned on your behalf. I'll get to it. According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life. I want you to notice that all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. And beside all of this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. To virtue, add knowledge. To knowledge, temperance. Boy, people don't like that word temperance anymore. Oh, there's nothing wrong with a drink or two before dinner. There's nothing wrong when you go out to eat and have a drink or two. There's nothing wrong with a little recreational drug. There's nothing wrong with a little extramarital affair, you know. No, don't add temperance. Don't come in there with that. That's law. I'm under grace. That's law. That'll send you to hell. It'll destroy your relationship with God. It will pollute your soul and it will damn your soul to hell because you cannot have sweet and sour in the same vessel. You cannot mix oil and water. Uh, brother, you have got to either sell out to one or the other. You're either going to sell out to God or you're going to sell out to the devil. 
I realize that's hard, but you'll understand where I'm coming from here in just a minute. To patience, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. To brotherly kindness, charity. And if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, the rather brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. What a promise. What a promise if you yield yourself to the power of God to allow these things to develop in your Christian relationship. What a promise. Ye shall never fall. Amen. Amen. I'm 72 years old. I have stumbled a lot, but I've always felt that helping hand, Brother Bob, reach down and get a hold of me. My knees might be banged up. My nose might be skinned. I might have a stub toe. And most of you don't even know what a stub toe is in here this morning. How many knows what a stub toe is in here this morning? You young people look like me, like hey, that guy's from the Middle Ages someplace, ain't he? We used to go barefooted. We didn't have shoes to wear in the summer, and we was made to go barefooted. Well, when they started paving the roads and they put sidewalks in, you would catch your toe every now and then, and you'd break that skin loose from the top of your toe around down. And you're talking about sore, honey. You got a sore toe. It's worth sitting on a briar, wasn't it, Iva? <laughs> Iva knows what I'm talking about. She swung on a grapevine back there in them mountains. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now here's what I want to get to. Wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things. Though you know them and be established in the present truth, yea, I think it meet as long as I am in this tabernacle to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. Knowing this shortly that I must put off this my tabernacle, even as our Lord Jesus Christ has showed me. Moreover, I will endeavor that ye may be able after my deceased to have these things always in remembrance. Peter three times there in those few verses of scriptures mentions the word of putting you in remembrance. I'm here this morning to talk to you that have known Jesus, but you feel like something is missing this morning. It's just not bringing the joy that it used to bring. I'm just not as happy going to church and doing the things that I used to do. I've got a critical attitude about that. I know them's good people, but I get so tired of the singing. I know those are good people, but I get so tired of not having the same preacher. I know those are good people, but the heat's not right. I know those are good people, but they just, they're always wanting this. They're always doing that. They're always buddy, but they talk too much. The last one is true. <laughs> if you've ever been to a Pruitt gathering, you'll understand what I'm talking about. We were to meet a couple here a while back, and Wanda and I left this occasion and went to the restaurant and was waiting on them, and 
I was told that they would be there in 10 minutes. Well, about 30 minutes later, I got a phone call, and they said, you might as well go eat. If I'd waited 30 minutes, why not wait another 30? And uh, I won't call their name, but they'll know who I'm talking about. But I sat there, and, and when they called, they said, well, I, I'm sorry, but they said, uh, we, we got to talk, we did this, we did that. And I said, don't worry about it, honey. You couldn't say hello or goodbye in 10 minutes. <laughs> Wonderful people. Best church that I think you could find. I don't think you could find anybody that would love you any more than these families in this church love. Not just the Pruitts. This is not just the Pruitts. I'm picking on them because they have to love me. <laughs> but I want to put you in remembrance of a few things this morning. And someone once said, said, well, all you hear is Jesus Christ. That's all you people want to talk about is Jesus Christ. The Bible tells me that he's the author and the finisher of my salvation, Doug. The Bible tells me that there's another name given under heaven whereby man must be saved. The Bible tells me that without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. I don't know of anybody that died for me personally other than Jesus Christ. I don't know anybody that was born of a virgin that had the privilege of having God as his physical father that had the privilege of going to the cross in my place, taking me to an old rugged cross, bearing my sin, bearing my shame, bearing my addictions, bearing my uh, uh, mistakes and all of my failures, bearing them to a cross and offering himself up for me and for those sins. I know none other than the man, Jesus Christ. Amen. The Bible tells me that we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. We're all failures, whether we like it or not. The devil, as a roaring lion, is going around to seek who he may devour. Some he gets before salvation, and some allow him to come in after they're saved. You don't have to allow that this morning. I want to put you in remembrance this morning, not of the baby Jesus, but of the soon-coming King of glory, the soon-coming Lord of lords, the Rose of Sharon, Shiloh, the wonderful Counselor, the mighty God, the glorious Savior this morning. He is Jesus. I want to put you in remembrance this morning. Easter celebration is great. New Year's, I don't know what Tim's going to preach on this morning, but I want to start my new year like I have so many others. I want to be found in the house of God on the first day of the year, praising my Savior and giving Him glory. Amen. I said I wasn't going to get excited this morning. Oh, glory to God this morning. The Bible tells us that there will come scoffers in these days and times. Now, I don't know who you follow, who you watch, or who you don't watch. I don't know whether you're saved or not this morning. But I do know this. This could be the last opportunity that you have to speak peace to your soul through the blood of Jesus Christ. You say, I don't like to hear that you're trying to scare us. Honey, it's a matter of fact. 
It's a matter of fact. If I told you how many people that I know that have died since the 1st of December, you would be amazed. I've stood at the head of the calcets from this big to 90 years old. It's never too late to get saved. There's always hope as long as there's breath in the body. There's always hope as long as you've still got ears to hear and a heart that you can confess Christ with. It isn't how loud you shout, how many pews you jump. It's what thus saith the Lord. He that cometh unto me, I will in no wise cast away. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. One of the last verses in the Bible. Jesus is standing at the door knocking. If any man will open, I will come in and sup with him. I might get to preaching here in a minute. I want to put you in remembrance of something this morning. Forty plus years ago, in a little old church right down the road here, I sat in a pew one morning bad shape, backslid, had made up my mind I'd go and do what I wanted to and when I got ready I would come back and tell God I was sorry and it would all be straightened out. One minor detail in there that I hadn't thought out, Terry, you don't come back until God asks you. You cannot go into God's house just as you please. You can come just as you are, but it will have to be when the Spirit of God draws you. You say, well, preacher, I don't feel that. You're here this morning because the Spirit of God drew you here this morning. There's not a one in here this morning that cannot be saved this morning. I don't care what the devil tries to tell you. When you got out of bed and made a conscious decision, regardless of who invited you or who didn't, regardless of what your reason was, God's reason for you coming through that door was to walk out of here with a closer relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Every man, woman, and child has that promise. It ain't what I say, it's what the Word of God says. He that cometh to me, God's Spirit drew you or you would not be here this morning. You have a privilege this morning because you're called. You're called of God, you're called by God, you're called to God, and you're called through His Holy Spirit this morning. You're looking to me to be a Bible scholar, I'm not. I'm a hillbilly from the word go. I'm not ashamed of that. That's where God allowed me to be born. But I've seen some things in my life that lets me know that God still answers prayer. Amen. Amen. If you're here this morning and your relationship is not right with God, <laughs> whoa, Tim. Let me tell you something. I'd never seen this before till just now. God revealed something to me I'd never seen before. You're here this morning because Jesus has called out your name before the throne of God because he'll call to him to take to God this morning. You're here this morning for God to do something great in your life, something marvelous in your relationships, and something wonderful in your family. Families today 
in our nation are falling apart at the seams. Our children are caught up into everything coming and going. They, I told my grandson the other day, I was talking to him. Uh, I could say grandson-in-law. I don't know what you call him. He's married to my granddaughter, so I guess he'd be my grandson-in-law. He's got these things in his ears. Of course, I just passively walk by him, you know, and ever catch you with him, I will blister you. I will absolutely blister you. Got tattoos up and down one arm. And uh, he's a sweetheart of a little guy. He's good as gold. I told him, I said, we sent missionaries to Africa to stop them people from doing it. I guess we need some African missionaries over here now to get it stopped over here. So, I can't say a whole lot. I got a couple tattoos myself. But when I got saved, I put away childish things. I'm not here to preach at you about tattoos. God loves you in spite of what's on your body. He loves you in spite of whether you can afford a three-piece suit or a hypocrite tie like I've got on this morning. Huh? See, I told you. <laughs> Honey, what you see is what you get. <laughs> Wanda found that out, but it was too late. <laughs> it was too late. It was too late. But you see, a relationship with God is a whole lot like getting married. The hardest thing I ever did was ask my father-in-law to marry my wife. But you had to see my father-in-law. He'd make Jerry almost look like a midget, and I weighed about 150 pounds at that time. <laughs> but I did it because I loved her more than I loved this old body that I was wearing. I didn't want to get beat to death by him so but you see when I started going with her I courted her dad some of you men will know what I'm talking about some of you ain't got nerve enough to admit it but you you sucked up to dad too that's right you sucked up to dad well when it comes to serving God if you really want to get into the heart and the mind of God Draw up a little closer to Jesus. Amen. Hey man, draw a little closer Amen. to Jesus. Uh, don't be like that old tractor I talked about the last time I preached here. It ain't much farther along than it was before, but I've patched another spot or two on it. And God works with us like that. Connie, he's always finding little spots that need a little touch of paint. Sometimes there's, a, <laughs> I'd hesitate to use this, but I will anyway, because everybody tells me I've got one anyway. Sometimes you find a loose nut that needs tightened up every now and then. But people tell me I need tweaked all the time. Well, I'm glad that Jesus is doing the tweaking, honey, because I don't have to please you. I don't have to abide the way you like for me to do. I don't have to dress the way you want me to. I don't have to go where you want me to. Only one I've got to please is Jesus, because he's the one that died for my sins that I might li have life and that I might have it more abundantly. Amen. 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 Yes. We've all sinned. Jesus said put them in remembrance of these things. You need to have a little virtue when it comes to serving God. You know what virtue will do for you? It'll make you say no. 
It'll make you turn your television once in a while. It'll make you go back and apologize once in a while. I don't like that. Anybody in your like to apologize? Oh, I see. A lot of human nature in here this morning, ain't there? <laughs> I remember David, and I want to go over here for a few minutes. I, I want to spend a few minutes on this uh, 51st chapter of Psalms. And it's about, we always uh, have a tendency to look at it as just strictly a backslider's prayer. But it's not all for the backslider, and I'll tell you why. It's the Word of God. The Word of God is for you here this morning if you will accept it. One of the beautiful things about God is that He left you with your free will. Even this morning, if you're backslidden and you're upset with God about something, you still have the privilege of being that way. You're allowed to think your own thoughts. God is not some kind of a brainwasher that comes into your heart and into your mind and says, you're going to do it this way. I'm not going to negotiate. There's not going to be anything. There's been people and many, many brothers and sisters in Christ that has taken years to get from point A to point B when God could have took them in one step. Because of stubbornness, because of mule-headedness, or because of laziness. If there's one thing that we need in the body of Christ today, I think we need people that are willing to work. Amen? We need people that are willing to get up and go and do things. I don't go like I should a lot of times, but I still get up and go a lot of times when I don't feel like going. As a matter of fact, the way I've treated this body every morning when I get up, I don't feel like going. Give me a cup of coffee. Let me sit at the table. Don't breathe by me. I know these others of you the same way. You sit there, little pious selves, and just so happy, and just give us that Sunday school smile. And if I called you at 6 o'clock in the morning, you'd hang the phone up in my ear. <laughs> psalm 51. I love the way David starts this psalm out. He said, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to my loving kindness. I get an amen on that? You're not reading the Bible, are you? You little stinkers, you. It says according to God's loving kindness. Amen. According unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. I, I want to address something right here, and, and uh, I won't stay on it long. And I'm sure that some of you have heard, I, don't, I hope none of you have said it. But you've heard people say they'd get an old wounded spirit about them, and they'd say they sinned against me. I cannot sin against you. I'm a child of God. I belong to God. When I sin, I sin against my heavenly Father. Amen? 
David knew that, even though he had brought shame upon the whole nation of Israel, even though he had brought shame upon the priesthood, upon the kingship, everything in his life had been destroyed with his thing with Bathsheba there. But even though he had done those things, he apologized to his heavenly father because it was him and him alone that he had sinned against. And you and I this morning, brothers and sisters, get this this morning. When you sin or when you fail God, you don't fail me, you fail God. And against God and God only do we sin. You see, I set standards for you and I don't know what you're capable of. The sin means simply uh, to miss the mark. When you miss the mark, if I set a mark on the door here for you to grow a half inch this next week and you grow a quarter of an inch, you missed the mark. You sinned. You failed. You missed the mark. But God sets the marks according to our abilities. He knows what we're capable of. He knows what you're capable of. He knows what you can understand. He knows what your abilities are. He knows whether you can drive a truck or a two-wheel cart. He knows whether you're able to maintain five children in your family or one child in your family. He knows whether you're capable of teaching the adults or teaching the juniors. He knows whether you're capable of singing his song or you're capable of singing the world song. God this morning better than you know yourself. Peter said, put us in remembrance. Put us in remembrance. David, anointed by the Holy Ghost, is pinning down the things that the Spirit of God brought to him in his conviction for his sin and his failures. He said, for I acknowledge my transgressions, my sin is ever before me. Against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. I ain't going to try to blame it on you, God, because you made me. I've, I've heard that so much, uh, pardon this expression, but I'm sick of it. I feel like the next person that stands up in my face and says I'm the way that I am because that's the way God made me, I'd like to give him about four fingers and one thumb backed by about 240 pounds, as hard as I could throw it at them. God did not create you to be a bum. He created you to be a child of the king. He created you to be a part of the magnificent family of God. He created you to sing his praises and give him glory through your testimony. He created you this morning to be a part in the privilege and the holiness and the patience and the virtue and the knowledge of Almighty God. That's why you was created. You wasn't created to run around here and make a million dollars. Good for you if you do. You know what that million dollars will get you to heaven? Not one thing. And actually, today's standards, a million dollars won't much more than get you a good seat at IHOP. <laughs> he goes on. David said, listen to this. If you think you created something before God, you say, you're turning my house down, Bill. Well, I remember when we remodeled my house, I thought it was getting tore completely down too. But we got her back together by the grace of God and some good labor. 
Where was I at? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> he said, Behold, I was shaven in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Well, my mom and dad was married. Why would you say something like that? Because we're all the product of Adam. And Adam was a sinner from the beginning. And Adam's sin has been passed to every last one of us. There's only been one born that did not have the seed of sin, and that was Jesus Christ. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. David had everything a man could desire, but he was broken. His heart was crumbled. His bones ached in his body because there was an emptiness there that could not be satisfied. His relationship with the Heavenly Father was destroyed because of sin. Hide thy face from my sins and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. I'm not going to go into the rest of that, but I want to tell you something here this morning. You have an opportunity this morning. There's a king that's come by this way this morning. There's a savior that's here this morning. There's a redeemer that's here this morning. I know those words aren't used in a lot of circles. But I'm going to tell you something this morning. The church has one thing to offer the world. One thing is all she's got. You can, the, the people go to these seminars, they go to this and they go to that. Oh, we're going to learn some new thing. The Bible says there's nothing new under heaven. All the sins that we have today are just sins that have been put a new set of clothes on. They're the same old sins. They're just dressed up different. Lust is still lust. Adultery is still adultery. Homosexuality is still homosexuality. A thief is still a thief. A liar is still a liar. A drunkard is still a drunkard. I don't care how fashionable you make these drinks, how pleasant you make it taste, but a drunkard is still a drunkard. And the Bible says there'll be no drunkards in heaven. There'll be no liars in heaven. There'll be no adulterers there. If you have these sins in your life, you've got to get them under the blood. You've got to get victory over these things. You've got to come into the all-enfolding arms of the Lord Jesus Christ as a lamb comes to a shepherd for protection and love. Amen. Has it been 20 minutes, Whitey? I only got about 25, I think, in me anymore. Jesus loves you. Do you know that? Yes, I do. You know how much he loves you? It's unfathomable. It's the depths of his love are unreachable. Have you ever heard it put like that? You cannot reach the depths of Jesus' love. It's impossible. 
Eye hath not seen, ear hath not heard, neither did entered into the heart of man what God has prepared for those that love him. Why would he love us like that? Why? If you could answer that question, you'd be Jesus. Singers, musicians, please come. I've preached my heart out to you this morning to try to tell you. And the bottom line is simply this. I could sit here and name sins for two hours. I could sit here and tell you what's wrong with the world for weeks. I could tell you how bad our president is, and you'd all probably amen me on that. But I could tell you how bad we are for not praying for it. Not an amen one. Not a one. The Bible says to pray for them that are in authority over you. He's there because God allowed it. I don't want to get into politics. What I do want to tell you this morning, and I don't want you to leave here without that, you are here because God wanted you here this morning. I preach this message, I believe, because that's what God wanted preached. I know Tim preached on salvation last Sunday. And for some reason or another, the last few messages that I've preached to our young people have been on making proper decisions. But there's adults in here this morning that need to make some decisions. Are you going to be like Joshua and say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord? Or are you going to continue to be half-hearted? And say, well, I'll do it tomorrow. Folks, I feel the Lord this morning. I'm nothing special. I know that. I know it better than you do. I sat in a pew on a Sunday morning. After a big drunk, I reeked of alcohol. And whatever else I'd put in my body. I, I, I lost somebody I was talking the other day. There's weeks weeks and weeks gone out of my life that I can't reclaim. I lost 11 years of my children's lives that I can't reclaim. And they torment me sometimes because I'd like to be able to go back and say, Daddy's made this all right. It's okay. Those things will go away, but I can't. Terry, I sat in a pew about where you're sitting on the same side. Little Baptist church not far from here. And I had told the pastor the night before I was under conviction so bad that I couldn't, Barb, I couldn't even talk. Every time I would go to open my mouth, tears would just pour down my face. And I was half drunk. But the next morning I had sobered up, had my wife and children, and I told him, I said, I'll be in church tomorrow. I'll come tomorrow. And I'd made up my mind when I left the house, I want to get saved today. I want to get my life right with God. I'm tired of waking up not knowing where I'm at who I've been in fights with or who's hunting for me or, or whatever. I just couldn't remember. I didn't know. And I sat there in that pew. And when they got ready to give the altar call, the devil come in and sat down alongside of me. He said, you want to go this morning? He said, come back tonight. Do it tonight. He's telling some of you here this morning, you don't want to do anything this morning. Come back tonight or come back next week. God, Carl, in that little soft whisper, come to my heart. It said, you fool, 
thou fool, this day your soul is required. Man, I got up and went to the altar. And I was in a church where they didn't let you pray at the altar. They like to take you into a little room someplace. Honey, I didn't have no problems in the room. My sins was open. They needed to be confessed openly. I can still remember 40 plus years ago, the first thing, Marsha, that come out of my mouth, Lord, I've been a long time coming. I felt like that I had lived three eternities that morning because I was used up. I was wore out. The devil had thrown me away and had used me up. As we stand this morning, don't let the devil use you up this morning. Don't let him bundle you up and throw you away. You're precious to God this morning. There's none other name given under heaven whereby men must be saved. You can be saved. God will save you this morning. And if you're backslidden or you're just cold, God will accept you back with loving and open arms. He wants you this morning to come rest in the remembrance of his love and his mercy this morning as they sing. Oh, as the deer pants for the water so my soul longs after you. feeling the sweet arm of Jesus around your shoulder. Why do you run? Run to Jesus. Run to Jesus. Amen. I ran so many years in the wrong direction. Things has never been the same since Jesus came to our house. I got my family back, my children back. But most of all, I got my heavenly father back. As they sing another verse, we won't drag it out this morning. I've preached my heart out. Don't continue to be like the mouse that run across the highway with the hawk hoovering above to take you. There is shelter in the arms of Jesus. 
Praise be to God. Another. Heather. 